always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. Hey, how's it going, Rowit? Aaron, good to see you again, brother. Yeah, man, good to see you. Uh, how's uh, quarantine going and everything, you know? Um, I think I'm, uh, it's, I'm getting some news that, uh, you know, there, there might be, uh, an end game in sight, um, which has me kind of like, oh man, this flew by (laughs) this, this era in my life. Well, uh, well, this is the, uh, Aaron and Rohit's hopeless show. I'm Aaron. This is Rohit. I'm a filmmaker, actor, director, and I like to speak about hope. And now we're speaking about the most hopeless things and bringing hope to them. And then that's Rohit. And he is a... I'm, I'm an advertising guy, a technology guy. Uh, I'm, I'm a many type of person guy. Um, but I'm always interested in finding the positive side of things in life. So together, we are The Hopeless Show. Do, do, do. And so... We're going to start with news from the quarantine. Now, here's what's crazy, Rohit. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the news from the quarantine, it's getting so odd and peculiar and extra crazy. And that's why we're going to dive into those topics. And then there's the topics that people are talking about more. And so there's kind of like two levels of topics. There's what everyone's talking about, Corona and this and that. And then there's... Things, a couple things I've noticed that I'm curious what you think about that are that are like specific now things that maybe people haven't seen. The first being going to a pool. Have you been to a pool? Like a swimming pool? Like swimming, like yeah. Uh, not in a minute. Well. Not this apocalypse at least. Not this apocalypse. So this is a sign that was at a pool I went to. Notice. Persons having currently active diarrhea or who have had active diarrhea within the previous 14 days shall not be allowed to enter the pool water. Huh. Was that? I just am informing you of what's going on around in the world. I'm here to tell you other news. Um, Another, so that. I'll I'll, I'll I'll try, you know, to go to, you know, when I have diarrhea, I'll try and be respectful. Uh, I'll only go to, I'll only have diarrhea in pools that. Do not specifically call out that. Okay, good. So, so you'll go to uh, non-diet. Ugh, this is disgusting. Um, and then uh, another thing that I thought was interesting. We've talked in this show a little bit about uh, about learning differences, learning disabilities, or people who have different forms of education. So I, I read about a a guy who was like, "This is great for me." The quarantine. He's on the spectrum. He's autistic, and he's like. I don't notice any different. I don't really like to be around people. And so for some people who are on the spectrum or are used to living at home and being secluded and into the things they're into, it's actually working out great. So I thought that was just an interesting bit of news that was that I found on the quarantine. I don't know if you thought of that perspective, but that just felt interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite interesting because there's a lot of people whose natural uh, sort of work efficiency often doesn't come in group work or doesn't come, you know, being physical, the physical presence of other people. You know, I think it's generally the modern workforce has been one where you go to work and one where you work directly with other people in a collaborative format. Um, That's a good point. And 
you know, in the same way that, you know, learning styles are different for everybody, you know, work styles are kind of different for everybody. So now, huh. you know, it's, it's kind of seen it flipped. So it's like the, yeah, the flip is, <laughs> the flip is on where it's like, they're the ones benefiting more. Exactly. So that I, anyway, that that's a good point. Um, we'll see, we're bringing the news quick. Uh, since, since today's Cinco de Mayo, right? Happy and Cinco de Mayo. Wait, can yay. you say happy? Do you say happy? I mean, it's the it's Mexican Independence Day, right? It's not really. It's like a fa- it's it's not what it's it's not what it's made out to be. Like in Mexico, uh. they don't really care. So, huh. um, uh, my brother in law is Mexican, and he's like, this doesn't matter. It is actually his birthday today, so shout out Happy Birthday, Aton. So his hey, birthday, Aton. he's my Mexican brother in law. And he was born on Cinco de Mayo. So, yes, I've made jokes to him about that. No, he doesn't find them offensive. He goes along with them. So that's our relationship. But uh, uh, what I did find funny, actually, a mutual friend of ours sent this, this meme, which I just think is, is really good for Cinco de Mayo, and I wanted to share it. And it's by Rod Serling. It has Rod Serling, who's the Twilight Zone guy's, Picture me, Rod Serling. He's the, still alive, huh? He's definitely dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, but it's a meme of his. It's like him as though he's in the Twilight Zone. Imagine, if you will, a world where Cinco de Mayo falls on Taco Tuesday, only to be ruined by a virus named after a Mexican beer. <laughs> and then I thought, I, wait, there's no way that this virus is actually named after Corona. The beer. So, do you know what it's actually named after? Why it's called Corona? I'm guessing it's the crown jewel of SARS viruses or something. <laughs> yes, that's yeah that. And <laughs> another reason it's named Corona is Corona means halo, and okay. apparently this virus causes a halo around what it's infecting. Like, oh wow, like. In the cartoons, when somebody dies, they grow a halo as they go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that, but in your lungs. Oh, okay. So not even. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, dude, that's kind of like Looney Tunes dark." Uh. Yes, yeah, so it's 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 not close. So, <laughs> um, so that's another piece of news, and then uh, one one other big thing that happened today, uh, and then we'll get into our first topic is uh, Elon Musk had a baby with this singer Jamie XX. Last time I heard of her, saw her, she was at a Coachella party. She was like at the pool performing this singer. And now and she's I wanna, Elon I want to issue a correction. He actually had a baby with the singer Grimes. Oh, Jamie, never mind. Jamie XX is a dude from the XX. Wow. All right. So never mind. All right. So that so I got so that's fake news. But <laughs> Thank he you. may have had a baby with Jamie XX somehow. I mean, who knows? You know, I mean. Oh, I know why I thought of that. Okay. Why is that? Now, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just symbols because Jamie XX and the symbols, the two X's. Uh-huh. Because did you see what they named? I mean, I was totally wrong. But do you see what they named their kid? I actually didn't. So Elon Musk's baby's name is X-A-E, but like the Roman numerals, X-A-E Roman numeral, and then A-12 Musk. So Shay Shay 12 Musk. There you go. That's okay. it, I guess. I don't even know if it's a guy, boy or girl. But that's, that's... my grandfather's name. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> there, I think we've covered news from the court. Yeah, so be respectful, bro. Be respectful. Because... Um, uh, because the, the thing is, as we've talked about, and we'll bring it up more, we are members of the Logic Party. The Logic Party is not Republican, not Democrat. We just try to find logic, and then we try to find hope. And because if you look at the actual news right now that's going on, here are things that are going on right now. Disney's profits plummet 91% last quarter. Don't really care. Uh, ousted vaccine director says pandemic warnings were ignored. That's really bad. White House Corona Task Force to be wound down around Memorial Day. Seems a little weird. It's still going on. So anyway, we're not going to cover any of that stuff. The Logic Party says, let's cover the things that we can bring hope to that are really hopeless. And that's why we're going to start with our first topic. And our first topic, Aaron, is murder hornets. Yes, you heard that correctly. And maybe you're already kind of informed of murder hornets. Um, Aaron, have you you had a chance to... uh, sort of uh, dig into the world of murder hornets yet? I have a little bit. I saw that I saw a picture and I didn't like it. Well, let me describe it for you listeners out there. Now these are hornets that came over from Japan. Um, They'll be about between an inch and a half to two inches long. And so that's like almost the size of your pinky. They can actually kill people. They kill 50 people a year in Japan. And what they are, what they have been recently doing is decided to make their way over from the eastern part of our world and they made their way to washington state and started flying through seattle now they're making their way to the east coast they are actually literally the next plague um and if we didn't have enough going on right now this is so passover oh yeah it's super it's super passover we're we're you know i think it's it's we're gonna throw some blood on doors pretty soon (laughs) um and what these guys are doing these murder hornets is that they can wipe out an entire beehive in just a few hours you'll have just this one hornet that can go in there and what it does it decapitates one by one every single bee in the beehive and then takes keeps the heads in the beehive and then throws the decapitated bodies outside of the beehive and they do it for no other reason than to be dickheads like (laughs) it's inexplicable it is actually kind of scary and they also will kill people um and so there's videos floating around of just this 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 murder hornet just taking down a mouse and just literally just killing a dead pretty fast and it's and it does it really painfully too and when a human gets bit they say it's like feeling like inch long like bars of fire running through your body um and so they apparently made their way over on some international transport trips um you know and just sometimes international shipping can bring pests um but it's going to be nearly impossible to get rid of them we might have a future where murder hornets are just part of our world. So, Aaron, Oof. feels hopeless. That is what hopeless. Do we do? Well, so the first thing that came to my mind, because um, the world revolves around around us, you and me, and we're in L.A. And I, so I was drawing a map, and you said, so, all right, so they were in Washington, and they're heading east. Washington is north of Los Angeles, and then... If they just go east that way, but they don't actually go south, are we good? <laughs> uh, nope. Damn it. 
Well, maybe we can find a compound thing because there's a second thing I'd like to build upon this. While Wait, we're there's more bad plagues. Oh, there's more bad uh. because on top of the murder hornets, we actually um, a, a study in the uh, uh, L.A. Times. Um, sorry, a study reported on by the L.A. Times, led by Los Alamos researchers, have uh, with confidence saying that a mutant coronavirus strain has emerged and it's more contagious and it's more deadly. And that one is just kicking off. So, okay. Yep. So you're throwing at me for the very first thing, like big topic, murder hornets and worse coronavirus. Yep. Way worse coronavirus. One that will need a completely different vaccine potentially. And, um, it's mutated to become resistant to some of the ways that we've been trying to fight it. So okay. how do we deal with murder hornets and a more dangerous strain of coronavirus at the same time? Where is their hope? I think that what we were talking about before, just like just about the basic news and what the, the, the headlines are and how it's just like garble, right? What I am hoping that this does murder hornets and new strains of coronavirus is it it changes our human way of thinking that like the things that we pit each other against and again this also goes back to the logic party the thing that we pit each other against and we say no you said this about so and so or you said this about trump or you said this about whatever all that stuff doesn't really matter when we have viruses and mutant hornets and the viruses are getting worse and we need to have a government and we need to have a like a society and doctors and everything that are actually focused on the things that really can wipe us out like wars and building tanks and all that stuff. Yeah. That stuff that that was great before. Now that we have all this new th- stuff, like our, our society as a world, we're, we're, we're in this together, which is a bad phrase, but we are in this together. We're all dealing with mutant hornets. We're all dealing with mutant strains of, viruses and we we've got to focus on the future problems not things that people were doing 2000 years ago like fighting each other and wars and whatever to me this is what we need to be fighting and putting our energy toward and maybe it can even make us come together like we're all dealing with mutant hornets and whether you want to be at work or you want to stay at home mutant hornets are still going to be there I mean, maybe it's kind of like that scene in Independence Day where, was it Will Smith in Independence Day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's like standing on, I don't know, a pile of something. I haven't seen the movie in like 20 years. And he's just like, ah, we're going to beat these aliens together and da 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 da. You know, and we're, it's almost like right now we are facing an alien invasion of epic proportions. This is Independence Day. It is. We are living it. I, we are living Independence Day, and our new things instead of the aliens are new strains of coronavirus and mutant murder hornets or whatever they yep. are, Mur- murder mutant ninja turtle hornets. And these things are the things that I believe should be our new focus. So the hope is let's focus on the things that actually matter instead of the things that news pretends is important. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it helps us refocus our priorities, which and I'm okay with. So let's hope gong it. Refocusing our priorities. Yes. That was a tough... You know, that might have been the... 
the toughest uh, hopeless topic you've thrown my way. I yeah, I wanted to start. I wanted to start tough. You know, we'll get we'll get right into this. Yeah, um, I'm glad the logic well, party can uh, can guide us because I yeah, didn't well, know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad that I'm glad that we found the idea of common interests that can trump bad sort of like you know us just getting distracted from things that don't matter and the so so i think that 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 is a good solve good Um, solve and speaking of solving it's time for everyone's favorite game it's sweeping the nation it's sweeping the universe it's called guess the bts it's yeah it's time (laughs) so this week it's a quick installment it's called do you know what bts's commences okay i can i'm pretty sure i i I would know this one and i'm gonna play a little a song this is a fifth fifth bts song oh wait that doesn't really work because it's in there yeah Uh, yeah. well we can't really play all right well that's enough of b there so now we have a new song yeah imagine a bts song in your head yes Um, that was a little bit of them that was called on um bts yeah yeah so um, so BTS commence. I think this one's you know. Well, I got BTS run wrong last time. I think with certainty uh, that it's graduation season. People are not going to be able to actually have graduation ceremonies. You know, whether it's high school or college or grad school or whatever. Um, by the way, middle school graduation does not count. No, um, neither does kindergarten graduation. No, really Sorry, doesn't. parents. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Um, so. These kids that are unable to walk for their graduation ceremony, um, I did see like, you know, Oprah was going to be doing like this big commencement speech for the Internet and for all the graduates. My guess is that BTS commence is they're going to do some sort of commencement performance for all the graduates out there um, to usher them into the new world. Even if they can't be at a big ceremony with all of their classmates, they can be there virtually and have a really great commencement event. Rohit. I am so proud of you. You nailed it. Yes. You got it right. You were really part of our BTS army. And I am proud of you. You nailed it exactly. They, along with with uh, President Obama and Lady Gaga, I saw them as the, the three biggest ones, are going to be doing a YouTube commencement address together. So BTS, Lady Gaga, and uh, President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama are going to all be doing it together somehow so and Aaron, include- who opens for who um in our world bts no, is in, the is the featured oh thing. obviously in our world but in <laughs> in the world world i mean you gotta think that the president right i mean the former president would be the number one one right and then i would assume bts is two and lady gaga's three i don't, I, I don't I'm know sorry, i mean, sorry gaga uh, yeah i think gaga is definitely the opener yeah she's the no opener doubt. yeah even though she's like had a longer career than both she, of them, possibly. I think she was around. I think she got big before Obama took office, maybe. Um, I went well, to college with her, so she's whatever. Like she graduated college. Well, she'd left. She she dropped out. But uh, right. um, yeah, she got big like after that. Yeah. So like two thousand seven ish eight. Yeah. Um, so that was right before Obama took office. So she's like the most tenured, um, but she's definitely opening. And then you got to figure that. BTS probably has way more followers, way more fans. It's probably a bigger YouTube live draw than President Obama. But I bet you Obama gives a speech and BTS does the performance versus not vice versa. What if he speaks uh, like while they're singing? Oh, yeah. That would like, be, that'd be they're sick. They're interpretively dancing to his to an Obama speech. His speech. 
I think I'd I'd watch that. And I think Michelle Obama is the closer. I think she's actually the. Ah, yep. She's the end. And she's bringing snacks for everybody. (laughs) Snacks for everyone. Well done, Rohit. Thank you. That was beautiful. So, topic number two. Speaking of speaking of. celebrities i i had that and as you've talked about that don't matter i've had uh, and you wrote about so beautifully in your guardian article everyone should look it up rohit in the guardian and uh and it's a great article so whenever i'm driving around my area there's a there's a poster of uh kylie jenner and uh it's her with her makeup line and and then i i so it got me thinking in quarantine brain of the history of the kardashians how they, what they were to what they are. I'm going to try to tell that history in a minute. And then I'm going to tell you why I feel hopeless. Sure. Go ahead. All right. So this is just my knowledge. Nothing more. Ready? So the Kardashians started with Rob Kardashian, who was OJ's lawyer in the big OJ trial, right? He got really famous from that and really rich. And then uh, he was married to... Uh, the wife of uh, the woman As one whose matter. name I forget, who, uh, who Mrs. then Kardashian, I believe Mrs. Kardashian, who then divorced, yep. they got divorced and then she married Bruce Jenner and then they had a slew of more kids. And then, so then Rob Kardashian died. Uh, but so he got off a murder. So first, I think we most can agree. OJ murdered uh, them. Yeah. And then Rob Kardashian helped get him off got richer from it. Then they divorce. Then she marries. Then there's more kids. Then Kim Kardashian, she's like 19 or 20, the the daughter of the murderer, of the guy who got the murderer off. And then she says, I'm going to make a sex tape. And it's going to be like a really popular sex tape with Ray J, Brandy's brother. Uh And that's going to get me famous. And so then we've got, so we've got a guy who got a murderer off. A woman who made a sex tape, and then they... Well, it's not just that, not just that, but her mother, Kris Jenner... Kris Jenner. Uh, ...is the one, formerly Kris Kardashian, uh, married to Bob Kardashian. So Kris Jenner is the one who had the idea to leak that tape. So you have her a mom who's, who's slewing porn of her daughter to the world, uh-huh. and yep. then... Because of that, they get more famous and more rich. And so far, they've done nothing good for society. She marries Bruce Jenner, who then decides to become a woman. That gets them more famous. Like, all power to him to decide to be a woman. He was an Olympic gold medalist, one of the best ever. He decides to become a woman. They, before that, had a bunch of... Because he accomplished everything he could as a man. As a man. Let's go woman. Yeah, yeah. And then... Because of that, then they have more their kids, the the Jenners, Kylie and Kendall and um, other ones, I think. Is there another one? Maybe. And then then she decides because of the fame from the murder getting off and the the man becoming the woman and the leaked porn tape, Kylie Jenner becomes the most successful one yet because of a makeup line. So from getting a guy off of murder to a daughter starting a makeup line that's the trajectory so that i'm seeing this billboard of this billionaire 22 year old and i felt really hopeless because i thought wait i haven't done any of these things i'm not gonna do any of these things and this is how a family became like kind of america's family i've interviewed kim kardashian too and uh and this is not a name drop at all this is the opposite of it 
not, nothing to anything else she's done, but my experiences with her, man, she's regular. Yeah. I mean, like there's, there's nothing interest. There was nothing like, whoa, I think Aaron, to make you feel better about this, to make you, to give you a little bit of hope. Um, I think the Kardashians, as much as I like to rag on them just cause it's fun. I do think that they are normal women. They are a family of one, two, three, like six, seven, eight. I don't know how many. There's the, but the guy to the, the DJ kid. Cause I've, Oh the, yeah. Yeah. The son, Rob Kardashian. Rob. I don't even, yeah. I think he's just like, no Brody Jenner. That's it. That's the other oh, one. Yeah. Oh, Brody Jenner. yeah. I don't there's so many. Yeah, there's there's just so many. But like okay, so the hope, core hope. of the core Kardashians. Yes. Um, one, I I feel I want to acknowledge your hopelessness, but also I want to add to that before we solve it, is that everybody's calling you know Kylie Jenner the youngest self-made billionaire. First of all, she is not self-made. No. Okay. If she okay. was just some random girl that's living in WeHo, right under mm-hmm. her parents' rent, their parents are paying for her rent. I'm sorry, nobody would come up to her and say, hey, listen, attach your name, slap your name to a makeup line that you're not really going to have any involvement with except just like pimping it out and like wearing it. And then like she did not do anything. Okay, so she is not self-made in the slightest. And come fight me if you disagree. Um, Not you, but the listeners. I'm inviting the listeners to fight me if they disagree or send a letter and we'll read it on on air. Yeah, Um, we will. Well, we'll, we're happy to read hate mail. If if, (laughs) if anybody listening can truly argue that she's a self-made billionaire, please, please write to us Um, now. um, But here's let's let's get to the hope, the hopeful part. Um, They are normal women. And supposedly Kim is super nice. And here's the thing. She actually has started using her power for good. She's huh. studying law, okay? Really? And she is actually really she her whole thing is pursuing the pardoning of prisoners who have put, been put behind bars for nonviolent drug crimes. And she's already success, successfully lobbied President Trump to pardon or consider pardoning a number of them. And I think that's amazing. And I think so, that's actually like using your power for good, and I feel so hopeful that Kim, who I, you know, I think everybody considers like the most important one in the family. (laughs) Like, meanwhile, you know, while Kendall Jenner is just trying to stop world wars by handing people Pepsi, Kylie (laughs) Jenner is completely lying about it being a self-made billionaire. Um, I don't know what Chloe and Courtney are up to, but they seem like nice enough people. I Um, know Kim made the sex tape that I know firsthand. Oh, yeah. And that was also a gift to the world. (laughs) So... I honestly think, and maybe I can even go back on some of my own criticism. I think that the best part about the Kardashians is they are normal people. And I think the best part is, is that Kim is hopefully leading that charge for them to use their powers for good, not just slinging it at NBA players, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) because it's, uh, that's just kind of what happens if you're a Kardashian, like the, I think that it, it that I feel good about. Um, and I think she will also set an example for other celebrities who have done nothing to be famous um, <laughs> that maybe that they can do that. And honestly, if Kim, if you're listening, which I know you're not because you're not listening to our podcast. No. Yet, but yet. honestly, kudos to you because um, you're doing good. So would she would she uh, put OJ in jail? I think that they've, they've asked about this. And by the way, there's also rumors. Um, and I'm not even a gossip person. Oh, that she's the daughter. That Chloe, Chloe Kardashian, oh, right. is the, the one who used to date Lamar Odom, is actually the daughter 
not of Bob Kardashian, but of somebody else that is somewhat related to the OJ case, I think maybe. I don't remember. No, I think she's OJ's daughter. I'm just spreading oh. that. I don't know if it's oh, actually true, no, but let's no, just no, spread no, it. No, no. no, I think I she think is. I, I think there is a rumor that she's OJ's daughter. So, yeah. But anyway, I think we found Hope, Hope in Kim. I feel who, good. Who is, who is a G? Every time I see that poster now, I'm just going to smile. Uh, so speaking of smiling, uh, it's the excellent segment. The, again, world-renowned segment called Rohit Knows the O's. Rohit oh, yeah. is a huge Orioles fan. Today... I am wearing an Orioles shirt that I actually hey! own. Yeah, I own it. There's an Oriole named Manny Machado, actually a pretty famous athlete. Yeah. Uh, he's now on the Padres. I loved him when he was an Oriole. I think so we talked I. about we talked about this and uh, before. And so I bought a shirt. Oh, I won a shirt. I won a bet, so I won this shirt. Uh, that's why I have the shirt. Anyway, I'm wearing an Orioles shirt today for you and for everyone out there who cares about the Orioles, which apparently is way more people now than is when they're actually playing because they were in the news once again this week. Oh. Yes. So you didn't know it. You're the biggest Oriole fan, but you didn't yeah. realize this, right? <laughs> they were in the, in the news because there's no fans of theirs. Now, you, you might think, wait, what are we talking about, right? Yes, what are we talking about? Well, the big thing is baseball is trying to come back, but they're not going to be able to play in front of fans. We'd love for baseball to come back without fans, with fans. Don't care. But did you know, did you know that five years ago was the last time there was a game played without fans? And you know what team did it? Baltimore. And I think, was it the White Sox? Against the White Sox. So you do know the O's. Yes, they did it because there were riots in Baltimore. So they didn't want to open the stadium. So they played a doubleheader without fans. Yeah, was that riding? Was it for Philando Castile? It was. No. Just, it was a uh, something bad. <laughs> it was yeah. something where the people had a right to riot because it. Well, never don't ever riot, man. We're gonna get sued a lot for this episode. Don't riot, people. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was someone that was. I believe it was Philando Castile. Um, so yeah, that was that was a wild time, a wild time, and just yeah. Um, and it was, it was amazing. It was really interesting to hear them play. And just, you know, I remember watching parts of that game and just like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, have you ever been to the Metrodome in Minnesota where the Minnesota twins play? Um, um I haven't, it's gone now, but I, I never got to go. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's, I was there. Oh God. In 2004, I think. Cause they um, played target field, right? That's the yep, name now. Yep. And, and to the Metro Dome, for the listeners out there, it was a dome, an indoor stadium, full cover. And I remember getting there. I was there for work in Minnesota, visiting the 3M plant, um, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. Um, oh, I thought that was where they made Jimmy Dean's sausages. No, they're Chicago-based. Okay. Um, but um, I was in Minnesota for work, and we went to – I went to some coworkers. We went to catch a Twins game. And we got there for BP. And, dude, in an empty stadium, you could hear – I shit you not. You could hear the the grass crunching under their their cleats. When when a ball smacks off the bat during batting practice, it's loud and you could it almost feels like a bassy sound that's like echoing throughout the 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 stadium. And so later it was a day game in the middle of the week. So the, the stadium was not that filled filled either. And being in this nearly empty stadium in the middle of the week and being able to hear the sounds of baseball was one of the most immersive amazing things I've ever <gasps> experienced. So is this, so not only do you know a lot about the O's, you're like bringing a lot of information today, more than I think you brought 
so far. But also, you're saying that there's hope to this experience of being able to watch games without fans. It's it is it feels like it's you and a private game with the team, which oh, is man. what generally most Orioles games are. So, <laughs> like, if you really want that VIP experience, head over to Camden Yards, grab a little Boogs barbecue, and then you can watch. You and just your 15 closest new friends can watch the Orioles together. Unless they're playing the Yankees or Red Sox and the stadium's completely packed for the Yankee and Red Sox fans. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good, that, you know what? You knew the O's. Yay. Yay. Hey. And uh, so now, speaking of the Orioles, it's topic number three. Yes. And this topic number three, we have titled No Beef at Wendy's. And no, I'm not talking about beef like world star beef, right? <laughs> no, it's not fights. But right now. Uh, I believe it's going to be one in five Wendy's is out of beef. They are only serving chicken in terms of meat. And why is that? Well, the country, the United States is going to be out of meat soon. And the reason is um, we have, there's generally four larger meat distributors in the United States that handle cows, chicken, pork, you name it. Now, when it's four companies that are handling all of that, right now the coronavirus, they were, they were deemed as an essential business. And obviously that makes sense, right? Um, yep. Because, you know, we have to eat. Um, Especially Wendy's, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, Wendy's is just one of the millions of purchasers from one of these four, you know, major conglomerates of meat processing. Okay. Right? When they have all these plants across the country. Now, these plants because of the coronavirus and because of fears and just they're going to have, they're shutting down and they're really scaling back operations. Right. Um, and what that means is a few different things. Um, I think I'll give you the last bad, then I'll go to the bad, bad. The last okay. bad is that right now, a lot of restaurants are in Costco. For example, you can only buy two meat items at a time per customer. Really? Okay. A lot of uh, grocery stores, Kroger is starting to ration meat and this is, literally hot off the press. So if you're listening to this podcast, maybe it's the day after we recorded, um, you might have already gone to a grocery store and have not, not have access to meat. So people are like, are people going to start stockpiling this like toilet paper? Well, you know what? Maybe not because the fridge and not everybody has a space in the fridges and the freezers. But, um, the, the worst part about this versus us not being able to have a steak or a burger is yeah. that they are systematically, uh, they're calling it depopulating, but essentially mass murdering all of the innocent animals that cannot be processed for meat because there's nobody there to feed them. There's nobody there to take care of them in mass. So literally they are deploying these teams to go in and kill a thousand cows at one time, kill tens of thousands of chickens, kill all these innocent pigs that are just running around because we can't eat them and because we can't feed them. And that honestly, it nearly brought me to tears. And Wait, so uh, they're killing the, the animals that they would eventually kill? That they would have killed had they the staff to process them for meat. But because that processing oh, staff no. is not available, the feeding staff is not available and all these things. So they're just going to, they're wiping them out. So it's, it's severely damaging the economy. But to me, you're going to have tens of millions, about 100 million animals that were born put in captivity and are killed for absolute, not even meeting an end where you're feeding somebody and that it kills me. And that's well, my hopelessness. That is hopeless, but I think I have hope. What do you got? So 
<clears throat> I, in college, right after, actually, got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. For those who don't know what Crohn's disease is, it's an autoimmune disorder. And it makes you not able to eat a lot of things that you normally would like to eat. Ro, you also have some eating dietary issues that you're figuring yes, out. Yes, I do. I do. So, um, so we can relate to that. That's really the only reason we're friends is because we talk about the things we can't. We're eat. the restaurant outcasts. Whenever we yeah. go, friends. <laughs> yeah, we're the annoying people. So it's like I'll go eat with you. I'll go eat with you. Yay! Because we won't annoy everyone else. So the thing that I hope again, and you're a futurist. I'm a born again futurist, I guess, is looking forward because we can't stop this from happening. It just is what it is right now is maybe people will do what I had to do without realizing it was actually a good thing, which is think a little bit more about what I eat. I can't eat meat anymore. As, uh, as you know, I can't eat fried food. I can't eat Wendy's. Um, I used to eat Wendy's all the time. It was right across, like directly across from my, the building in New York that my, most of my college classes were in. So I can't do any of that. It was an adjustment, but then it got me thinking, you know, do we need to, again, it's that not a vegan, not a Hollywood vegan trip, just a what's good for you and, and how to partition things going forward and how to appreciate, appreciate, ah, how to appreciate the things that we have when we have them like meat, something that we do not appreciate. People will just think I'm going to go to Costco and I'm going to buy so much. And then whatever I don't eat, I don't eat. No, we have to conserve because these are animals if you are into eating animals and we have to make sure that we only get what we can actually eat and if we can't eat it or we want to change our diet by all means do it because i had to you've had to and it's not the worst thing in the world it actually makes you think more about your food yeah and i i you're right you're right it's being more conscious about your food and if i may give uh, an unpaid endorsement and a very, very strong endorsement um, is for Beyond Meat and for Delicious. Impossible. Absolutely. Like, guys, I, for listeners out there and people that know me, I eat a lot of meat and I love a good steak and I love some good chicken thighs with the skin on, grilled till they're crispy. Like, I love that stuff. Um, I've had the good fortune of, try, you know, sampling impossible new sausage this uh, January in Las Vegas at this consumer oh. electronics show. Oh my God. It was so good. Their pork is incredible. Their beef is incredible. I don't think I've had the chicken yet. Um, but then, but you can get those in restaurants, the impossible um, sort of meats. Impossible so Whopper. Impossible Whopper. You can go to Burger King and get that. So if, if for listeners out there, if you have the chance and you're ordering Ask for Beyond or Impossible at your restaurant when you're ordering takeout. And then for if you're at home and shopping, go and buy the Beyond Burgers and the Beyond Sausage. So you can grill those at home, put them on a pan. They are so delicious. And honestly, I'm not even saying this. After I'm done with my whole current dietary trial, my whole goal was to be like 90% eating like the Beyonds and the Impossible Meats. And then, nice. you know, like mixing in that delicious prime rib every now and then, you know, <laughs> because they're that good and it's that much less cruelty out in the world. So I think the positive side of this absolutely devastating culling of animals, innocent, poor little animals, um, fully sentient animals, is that you know it's good for the meat alternative industry. It's good for people like me that have invested in Beyond in terms of stock. Um, and 
I think hopefully this will then be a switch over for people to then people that have never would never have tried meat alternatives to try them because they can't get these meats. And then hopefully like people that have been converted like myself, um, it'll convert more people and there'll be less cruelty and suffering going forward. That feels very hopeful by, I mean, one, because of our endorsement, I think your stock's going to go up. I hope so. Two, what if they called it like they had the Beyonce burger and she was the sponsor? So like you had Beyonce and she was the sponsor of the, like that would make the stock go way up. Aaron, I'm not going to lie. It's bad enough that it's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's hope gong it. (laughs) Uh, There it is. There it is. So really quickly, we're going to we're going to be doing this segment more. I just uh, hopeless TV. We talked about last week some shows and how they were lying to us. And I had a couple people just give me some TV topics that they felt hopeless about. Um, And I wanted to just tell you two of them because before before we get there, um, I just want to say we we found an answer to the, the question last week that was asked. Aaron and I left off last week. It's like, can we think of a modern television oh, right. show that's been on the air that actually has lyrics? We you know, did. In, you know, in like in like the vein of Fresh Prince um, and all the '90s shows. Like, was there a modern TV show that actually has lyrics in the beginning? And one was found. And this actually is was found by a future guest of ours, Christopher Harris, host of the Harris Football Podcast, Ooh. who will be serving as a guest of ours on po- uh, very soon, possibly next week. But we'll we'll let you guys know on our website um, uh, with our. Uh, as our guest next week, but he alerted me that there is a show and it recently went off the air like a year or two ago. So it still counts. And these are some of the lyrics. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state. Then nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool. The autotrophs began to drool. Neanderthals developed tools. We built a wall. We built the pyramids. Math, science, history, unraveling the mysteries. That all started with the cosmos. Big Bang. Hey. So it's the Big Bang Theory. Oh, I thought it was Cosmos. <laughs> no. I Yeah, it's so I haven't watched the Big Bang Theory yet. I know my dad loves it. Um, so, uh, wow. Yeah. They use that song. So thank you, Chris Harris. We cannot wait to have you as a guest. Can't wait. And you, and you solved that, that mystery for us. So Aaron, you were saying. No, that's, thank you, Chris. That is huge. That is really good to know. Um, another one I thought of was the OC. The OC had a song, like the California, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. that had a song. But this is newer, so that's better. And then what the, the show that shows that he brought up, another potential future guest is Michael Gross. He, a friend said uh, from the show Family Ties, and someone submitted, a guy named Phil, said this was a family, and they definitely were not all wearing ties. <laughs> so totally hopeless. That is like a terrible name for a show. And, and then, uh, then they also said Full House. Another person said Full House was not full. Like there were a lot of times it was just like the dad and the daughter and like he, he was on the knees and like apologizing to her, or giving her a lesson anyway. So we want more of your hopeless TV shows and why the names are are bad. Uh, and we're going to, or why yeah, they're good or no, or even just what else you might feel hopeless about what's on TV right now about what's on TV. We yes. want to hear it. We want to hear it. We want to hear hopeless TV topics. Uh, so with that being said, topic number four, um, our last topic, 
it's it's a quick one because it's just it's it's personal. Um, you know, I'm really bummed because there's a movie that we made called Tar that uh, was going to come out now that isn't coming out because of uh, of the everything going on. The theaters are closed. The release schedules for everything got totally screwed up. I was really excited for this. And now people are like hitting me up. They want me to like zoom the movie. One, I can't legally. But two, uh, like that kind of ruins the experience of going to see it's a it's a thriller about the La Brea Tar Pits and a creature um, that is extinct. It's based on a true legend comes up and attacks. So what I decided to do this week was just put out the poster because that's really all I can do. So I put the poster on my Instagram and uh, and I felt sad because <clears throat> like I can't show the, the mo- people can't see this movie that's done that we finally have like the release and the, all the stuff and it's stuck. So give me hope for my life, Rohit. Aaron, that is. I was happy to because I know out, that that's you've been working on this film and you've been putting a lot of love into Tar, um, and. I wonder if maybe there's a way we can have our own premiere for when the world is opening back up. I wonder if this can be one of the first movies that people go back to the movies for, right? And we can have a special event. Maybe, maybe, or even we can have a socially distant screening at the La Brea Tar Pits. Yes. And we bring it, we rent a big screen and we kind of do it right there and then. Maybe that's something we can talk to them about. Um, I mean, it might be a long a long shot, but I think with the right phone calls, it could be kind of special and we can find a way to make it part of like the, the experience of the tar pits. Um, it, this I, is a hard one, Aaron. This is really hard. I like where you're going. I like the idea. Maybe it's something we have to build on. Yeah. Because I like the idea of us coming to some sort of resolve or solution so some people can see the film. And I like it being one of the first things people see when they can go back out and see something. Um, maybe, maybe we start And at the tar pits that. would be great. Yeah, maybe we start owning that. And like that space. It's like tar will be the first movie that you see when you emerge. Boom, let's start it right now. It will right. be. We just right. have to figure out how in the world to do it, but it will be. The first movie you see when this emerges, for now you can just see the poster, um, which is on Instagram. But uh, Hope Gong it. I feel a little bit more hope. Yeah, it's a minor Hope Gong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and not everything is a big Hope Gong because some things are works in progress. Aaron and I, you know, we don't have all the answers. One, for a couple of reasons. Sometimes problems are really big. Two, sometimes we're, we're fairly uninformed. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the situations I think is more the former than the latter. Um, yep. but maybe, but like, well, I think this is something that we can continue workshopping through the next couple of weeks. All right. We're going to workshop it. Um, right. you can, uh, for $500, you can join Aaron and Rohit's workshop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a money-making scheme. And it's a money-making scheme. <laughs> it's a Ponzi scheme too. We'll teach you how to do it for $250. And then we get half your profits. Wait, did you say Ponzi or Podzi? I said Podzi. I said Ponzi. Oh, that's really said, good. Podzi. Ponzi. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think because Podzi, Podzi is very good. Scheme. Yeah, it's A really Podzi good. Podzi scheme. So yeah, we're starting. Good. We're also starting Podzi schemes. So speaking of Podzi schemes, one of the yeah. big schemes we do in this show is 
Hope, Hope in 60, in 60 seconds. seconds. So we have 60 seconds. You got to, uh, the other person has to figure out the hope. So, um, I guess I, you go, go. Okay. So I'm going to start my timer. Oh, wait, but I can go first. So you should probably time me. Oh, right. Or, um, all right. Ready, set, go. Okay. The first hope in 60 seconds topic topic is that it was just announced that Nicolas Cage will be starring in a Tiger King movie. I'm hopeless. One, because the Tiger King documentary was overrated. Two, we already saw what happened in real life, the real thing. Why do we need a movie about it? Hopeless. Help me. I feel a lot of hope simply because of Nicolas Cage. That guy was so awesome, like in The Rock and the the good movies he did. And then he went bankrupt and did nothing and just bad movies. And now he's going to do a movie that's going to be way better than the documentary. People just don't realize it yet. And it's also going to bring him back to the forefront. And he's also going to win the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe, honestly, uh, maybe it's kind of like this, this can be his, um, what was that movie we, uh, that we mentioned that was with Ben Ben Affleck in our first episode? Oh, Call Me By Your Name. Oh, wait. No. Whatever. Like, the Way Back. The Way Call Back. Oh, wait, call. oh yeah. <laughs> our time's up, too. <laughs> yeah. but, so, what, so maybe whatever. this is his Coach Carter. This maybe is his this, Coach Carter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, By the way, it. all those Ben Affleck posters are still up because there's no movies to replace them. So I'm sure in every city you still see the poster for that Good for him. movie. Good for him. All right. Actually, so this topic um, has an answer. And I just want to see if you can figure out the answer before I and then I'll give you the answer. Because okay. there is an actual answer. You also could okay. have a different answer. Ready? Sure. Yes. So the topic is uh, President Trump. um, There was an ad that George Conway put out. who's Kellyanne Conway's husband. Anti-Trump. Like it was like about how he did all the bad stuff for coronavirus. It's a Lincoln project, which is a super PAC he runs. And then he also was like wondering what Trump was going to say about it. If he was going to call him a name. It turns out that he did call him a name. He called him the name Moonface. Because George Conway is kind of chubby. So he Trump said, look at Moonface. That was Trump's name. So do you have, with uh, 20 seconds, do you have what George Conway did to provide hope for himself for this bullying? Did he change his profile picture to that of a moon? Did he? Dude, that's close enough. Close enough. Okay. I you have gotten it almost. He instead it puts like there. You're, the time is done. Instead, what he did. Wait, stop, stop going off. Alarm. Uh, okay. Um, that was get rid of that. So you know what he did, which you were so close with, is George Conway put in his things that he is. It's like author, uh, contributor to the Washington Post, Moonface. <laughs> So like that's one of his things now. Immediately, okay. it's kind of like when Tim Cook changed his Twitter name uh, to Tim Apple after yes. Trump called him Tim Apple. That's great. Exactly. That's great. I like so, it. So so you nailed it, and and George Conway nailed it. I love that. So now my turn to figure out whatever yeah. this is going to be. Exactly. So this very next topic is all about a man who wore a KKK hood while grocery shopping in California. 
His reasoning is he needed a face covering and you have to have a face covering to go into a grocery store. This man is from San Diego from uh, a, a, a town in one of the suburbs of San Diego that has uh, been referred to uh, pejoratively as Clanty or Santucky based off the town's name Santee. Um, and so uh, how do you find hope? All right. You know, I'm going to put this one on you, Rohit. You found hope last week in me going in and not being able to convey a joke to people at the liquor store. And you said, you know what this is going to do? This is going to bring out the worst in people where people can just bring out their most hateful things and just say, ha, just kidding. So I assume that this man listens to our podcast and took your advice and he's now going to say, ha, 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 just kidding. I'll give you that one. And in case the audience is looking for more, maybe there's also hope that literally all of the customers were like berating this dude. And he literally had to leave. He had to abandon his cart. Like they would, they kicked him out of the store. Um, they said, we didn't, you know, and it's like, it, it's, it's good. I mean, to know that people would do that. Um, but it shouldn't take that much, but I mean, it, the picture's actually absolutely frightening. Like, yeah. It it's, is, it's bad. It's but chilling and it, it's not okay. So it's, to, and it's, we don't want these listeners. <laughs> no. It's, it's, That's a bad guy. Yeah. And think San Diego. Like, come on, man. Like, you think it's a coastal town and you don't see a lot of that, but there's racism. I, I thought it's a fictional city from the movie Anchorman. Yes. Meaning Wales Fagine. <laughs> yes. Um, All right. So I think we fulfilled that hope in two different ways. Um, sort of. So with the final one, this is something we have never done and hope fulfilled before. Ready for the drum roll? We are. I sent you a link. It is of your CPBL, Chinese Baseball Professional League team. In 1999, they just got into a fight recently, but it was a really boring fight. But in 1999, I looked up, they had a really crazy fight. I want you to watch the video and while you're watching it, tell me why it's awesome. Okay, so uh, the audience won't be able to hear it because it's in my headphones, but you want to start the timer and let me know when you're ready. I will start the timer now, and I want you to describe the fight as you're watching it. Ready? Okay, go. Okay, go. All right. So it's, look, yep, it's, there's a dude at bat, and he knocks the ball to center field. One hop, center fielder grabs it. Got a guy coming home. Sliding into home plate, boom, plows over the catcher. That was unnecessary. Catcher responds. Number 69, the, the base runner, he starts swinging back. Now you got three, four, five, six green team guys. They're all pounding. Oh, now the benches have cleared. Everybody's scuffling behind home plate. People are trying to defuse. People are trying to, in, to light the fuse. Um, and shirts, are, jerseys are being ripped. How do you find hope? This is hope. This is amazing. Like, I love baseball brawls. I love fights and sports. They always should happen. There is nothing hopeless about this. And I am hopeful that we see um, actually some more brawls because their latest news was that we might uh, have spring training starting June 1st and the MLB season starting July 1st. And done. Yes. Yes. So hopefully we get to see some baseball MLB brawls this season in less than two months. That was awesome. Well done. You you brought so much hope to that clip. 
and by the way, that was your team. The Dragons were the team that started it. The guy who plowed the guy over, that's the Dragons. That's oh, your team that you're a fan of. Yes. Yes. So well, you knew that. You remember watching them. Yeah, yeah. Obviously he was he was in the right. Um, great. So I, I think now, Aaron, it's time for user submissions. All right, user submissions. This is from Barry. And Barry wrote, she said, How can we find hope? from kids who need to have a personal connection right now and can't go to school or summer camp or whatever they're doing. And uh, so do you want to uh, take this, Rohit? Oh, so so I guess the question's about kind of like kids feeling like, I mean, I remember as a kid, we would just like, I think Aaron and I, you, all, you and I also grew up in a time where we could ride our bikes wherever. Like, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs of New Jersey and the Jersey Shore. Yeah, me too. Suburbs and of LA. So like, yeah, like we would ride our bike for miles. We're 10 years old. We're, we're driving around, coming back before it's dark, playing in the woods, getting hurt, just being kids. Now, yep. the hard part is kids today cannot even do that. Then you throw an apocalypse on top of that. They can't even get like their little prison time outings that parents are giving them these days. And it, so I understand how kids can feel utterly in despair. Um, I honestly think, though, right now is the time for kids to get into video games, um, specifically <laughs> Animal Crossing. Um, they can start building dungeons like mine. I think like, you know, it, it's people lack video games, but they honestly, they're like, they are like Legos in many, many, many ways. They teach you constructivism. They teach you critical thinking. They teach you problem solving. They teach you hand-eye coordination. They also teach you storytelling. They give you an idea of collaboration when you're playing with friends. I think video games are extremely healthy, but like anything, they can be abused. Um, so I think parents, yes, your kid can't go out and play. Honestly, it's time to give them a PlayStation or a Switch or an Xbox. <laughs> that's so, that's, so some parents will find that hopeful. Uh, some will find it more hopeless. <laughs> but, but you know what? For right now, for what we've got, maybe, can I add just this? Yeah. That we encourage for Barry, that we encourage kids to play the video game with their friends, with that common goal, instead of just sitting in front of a screen and doing screen time and also, you know, just wasting away the day, actually make it a play date, like the, a video game play date with a game that is a little, has a little more about culture and society than just the shoot 'em up games. Yeah. So honestly, Animal Crossing. Yeah. And parents play with your kids. Build like the village with your kids. This is oh, a good amazing idea. bonding time. Like, you know, Let's and like, and, and to the parents out there that have played video games in the past, do not let your kids beat you. Be unrelenting. Destroy them. This will then teach them <laughs> how to strive to be their best. Um, Ooh, one more, one more then based yeah. on that. Parents, bring back your system that you grew up with. So like mm -hmm. for me, like Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64, like these were the big, great systems, right? Bring those back into your household and then have friendly family competitions. And then like the loser has to go do chores, something like that. So, so that then you're, you're interacting with your family and then maybe you have family dates where you zoom the game with each other and see who does better. And then you're still interacting with other families and other kids. And then the losers have to do things around the house. So it's like accomplishing really that's yeah. We fixed the world. We did. We did it. You're welcome, now, Barry. For, yeah, yeah. Thank you for writing in, Barry. That was that was that was a good submission. And any anybody else out there before we get to our final segments, please reach out to Aaron and I. We would love to hear your questions. Love, 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 love. 
Um, and then finally, I guess we each have one uh, hope fulfilled, right? Yes. And this section is all about um, how we, you know, Aaron and I, we like to think that, that we're bringing hope into the world. We also like to think that this podcast is putting those positive vibes and positive energy, that positive energy out into the world and actually solving those problems and bringing that hope. And this is the section that where we close our show to kind of to show that things do come full circle and that the hope that we promised has actually been fulfilled. Yep. So. So. The first one, do you want to go first, Rohit? Yeah. So um, last episode, we talked about the hopelessness that Kim Jong-un was dead and that his horribly scary sister, who is supposed to be far more brutal than him, uh, would be taking right. over. And we felt hopeless because the guy that we were hoping would go away for a long time might actually be like, like the best person there um, for in North Korea yeah. to, to, to be that dictator. However, photos emerged yesterday. Kim Jong-un is alive and well, and he was uh, just there looking svelte as ever opening up a <laughs> fertilizer factory in North Korea. Um, so there, I did find hope until Oh no! now there's controversy that it's a body double um, and there's images going around. Some are saying they're fake images. Some are not. But with like significant differences, like his teeth, nose, um, and <laughs> all around like, face, like chin, like some, like he's actually differences. Latin. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's so we're, we're never going to get the straight news out of North Korea. But no. even if it's not the real Kim Jong Un, I think the hope has been fulfilled because he'll at least this puppet will hopefully then continue with whatever platform Kim Jong was carrying forward. It could be like the Spartacus scene, the famous Spartacus scene. I am Kim Jong-un. I am Kim jong There's just lots of them. I never watched Spartacus, but I'll... I'll... Oh, well, when you see it, <laughs> you'll, that isn't a spoiler at all. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so the last hope fulfilled for the day until our next episode where we have a super special guest. So excited about that is Bill Withers. We talked about Bill Withers a number of weeks ago when he died. And uh, I was sad. I had my one little encounter with him and so on, right? But I, I, I said a thing about him that I was like, maybe this will happen, which is that his song Lean On Me, all his music, Lovely Day, but Lean On Me in particular, which we played, was could be like the anthem or an anthem for the times right now. We need to lean on each other. We need to be there for each other. I didn't know if it would actually happen. And then, like two days ago, I sometimes listen to uh, Sirius Alt Nation, Channel 36. Um, just got a lot of good new music. And this is the very first time ever I have heard a song from the 1970s. Bill Withers' Lean On Me randomly is in their cycle. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's happening. Lean On Me is like having a resurgence because of the times and it only happened because the man died he sacrificed his life or it was the it was his time to go and he gave us his lexicon of who he was back into the solar system so that now we can hear lean on me more and i just thought wow that's cool we kind of said i hope this happens and it happened it did. did you know that it's it's i mean well, I'll be honest. You texted me that, and I was like, "Whoa, 
uh, right. the other day. Did you know so, that? Yes, you, I, you did. I did. Because I told you. <laughs> because you told me. Uh, yeah, we're not like those reality shows where it's like a brother and sister are like, oh my God, did you hear I broke up with my boyfriend last week? And it's like, you guys live in the same house. Of course you heard. Yeah. You know, it's like, what the hell is that? Aaron yeah. and I are friends in real life. So yes. but what we and do I did is text him. <laughs> we save almost every single topic uh, on this podcast we save it so it is the first time we're discussing with each other to kind of make it fun and or feel like, you know, like to show that it is like real banter so it doesn't feel robotic. Um, but this one I knew. And I'm happy. This one you it. did know, but what you didn't realize, Rohit, and I want to tell you this right now, is throughout this quarantine, I've been enjoying leaning on you uh, at times of strife, like when we get to do this podcast. Well, yeah, sometimes you just need somebody to lean on, man, and I got that for you. I'm Aaron. This is Rohit, and we're gonna we're gonna outro you bef- with follow us, tweet at us, send oh, us yeah. your problems. Pause it real quick. Tweet at us, and uh, I'm the Aaron Wolf. He's Rohit for Rohit, the number four. And now I'll continue the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, and add hopeless show. We're also yeah. that too now. Yeah, follow that one too. Yeah. All right, we uh, did right, that guys. one. We did that well. Bye. Never mind that money, right?